Kling. Josh Klingler joins us now of Festigo in the morning. You better believe this energy's been here all day, baby. <laughs> wow. I was not expecting that, Dusty. You were fired up. I love it. You have no idea. My pants are tight, but that's because they're a little small. Not anything else other than that. It is a Sunday show. We keep it clean. You are in Buffalo, man. Paint the scene. What's the town like out there? It is sunny. It is like uh, 22 degrees. It's gorgeous. It looks absolutely gorgeous for football today. Uh, we're in the we're in the city. Haven't been to the stadium yet. It's probably about ten miles to the to the south um, of of where we're at in downtown. So the snow differences are a, uh, a thing between the the stadium and the city. But there's probably about a foot of snow on the ground here in the city. The streets are pretty cleared off, but you can tell that they've been kind of working as much as they can to get things clear. And then the stadiums obviously got more snow um, down that direction. So. Uh, but uh, the snow stopped uh, late afternoon yesterday, and it's just supposed to be a little bit cold, but not definitely not as cold as the Chiefs experienced last week and the fans experienced last week. But uh, temperatures in the in the low 20s, and like I said, right now it's a beautiful sunny day. So hopefully that continues. I don't think weather hopefully won't be much of a factor. We'll see the winds a little bit when we get to the stadium as well. But um, they've gotten the the snow removed and and ready to go. This is the first time the Chiefs have gone to Buffalo in the playoffs since 1994. I was alive in that time period. So were you. Um, let me uh, ask you, what do you remember most about that 94 playoff game of the AFC Championship game in Buffalo? Well, I mean, little did we know that was going to be the, the last trip until this this recent vintage, right? And mm-hmm. so it, it felt like, okay, can obviously the, the, the Joe Montana injury is what everybody remembers from that, right? Mm-hmm. And the oh my gosh, they almost got there, but didn't. So what does the future have in store? And, and obviously it wasn't, uh, wasn't that great for many, many, many years. And so um, color analyst, Danny Hughes, of course, on our, our broadcast as well. That was, this was his last indeed even visit to Buffalo. He was on that team as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I feel like it's like a long time coming to get, to get to this game on the meaningful stage in a, in a playoff game. They, they did play here in the regular season in the COVID year. Um, but at that time, we were broadcasting from the stadium. We weren't on the road, so I haven't been here either. So it I feels like feels like the right time to come to a first game here with a big playoff game with two kind of rival, suddenly rival teams that, um, you know, one of them is going to have their season continue and, and one's going to have to finish up after today and probably answer a lot of questions. No doubt about it. Uh, Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we talk uh, We talk about this rivalry that was surpassed by Mahomes and Burrow because of the back-to-back years of AFC Championship football, one win, one loss. Kind of a rivalry renewed that's not really that far down the road because the last time these two teams played in the playoffs, obviously we remember that 13-second game. Both teams completely different now, right? Buffalo was supposedly the team that had the better defense in that matchup. The Chiefs were just still firepower offense, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all that sort of thing. Now... Now the Chiefs have their own vice, which is a very fantastic defense. Is this sort of matchup uh, a little bit more relaxing and calm, or is it still like a, like I've said on on many times? Is this still going to be one of those you know I'm going to need a cigarette after this game is over type of vibe? Yeah, I mean I've had a hard time thinking that either one of these teams is going to get away from the other. Um, does it flip a little bit? Yeah, I think the, I think the Bills' injuries on defense are still a big part of, of the story here. Um, and then, uh, you know, I have every confidence in the world in the way the Chiefs defense played. But you mentioned, you know, Buffalo had every confidence coming to, to Arrowhead with the defense they brought in, in the, that last uh, playoff game. They had a, a number one ranked defense in a lot of categories. And then obviously the Chiefs did a, did a number. What I find interesting is it's going to be billed as Allen versus Mahomes. Dusty, I don't know about you, but I feel like Josh Allen, I think, needs to play like his best game to drive the Bills. I don't know that 
is there's as much on Mahomes in that regard. I think he has to play well and maybe more so mistake free, but I feel like a lot is riding on Josh Allen where I feel like the Chiefs can play their formula, which is to, you know, rely on the defense, uh, don't make mistakes on offense, run the football. I think it's a little less reliant on Mahomes than maybe any of the matchups we've had with Buffalo. Uh, who's your X factor on offense for the Chiefs? Who's your X factor on the defense for the Chiefs? Well, I think, I think it's still Isaiah Pacheco to me on offense. Um, if they can get that ground game going and commit to it, I think we all had a little pause last week when they threw the ball in the first, ended up being three plays. The third one was on third down, and obviously they converted and then looked a little more balanced the rest of the way. I don't want them, you know, getting out there and throwing the ball over the yard. So establish the run game early. So I'm going to put it on, on uh, Pacheco and probably – Probably the tackles again, right? I mean, those two have been under scrutiny um, really all season, and I really respect Buffalo's front four and their ability to get after people. So, um, you know, get the run game going, get the offensive line going, and I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Every confidence in the world in, in this defense, um, especially if you can, you know, limit Josh Allen running the football. And so defensively, I guess I'm, I'm looking to whoever's, whoever's tasked with spying um, Josh Allen, whether that's uh, Nick Bolton, a Willie Gay, uh, a Drew Tranquil, somebody at that linebacker spot who's, who's kind of g- going to be charged with, with spying the quarterback. I think they have a big assignment today. How do you see this game being played out? And, of course, the million-dollar question is, what is your score prediction? Well, I think, uh, I think I'm sticking with 24-17. Um, to 17, mm-hmm. and, and I say that with a little bit of, like, wow, uh, maybe, maybe I'm slandering the Chiefs' defense. <laughs> they're that good but I think I think it's a game where first to 20 is going to win the game and I don't think it's going to be a, a high scoring 20s either I just think think it's going to be a pretty close to the vest uh intense game but I think the Chiefs win it by a by a score so yeah 24 17 is what I got you guys will hit the air at two o'clock on the Chiefs radio network you'll be on the sidelines you don't really have to be too bundled up today you've got a little bit of a, a dip of paradise today with that uh, 18 degrees <laughs> it is a uh, 22 degrees and climbing here in Kansas City so be jealous even though you'll be back here tomorrow morning doing your thing. Clink, stay safe, stay warm, and uh, we'll, we'll enjoy hearing you on the uh, on the airwaves, and then we'll hear you again on Monday morning starting at 558. I brought all the layers I wore last week for the minus 20 wind chill, yeah. just in case, but I'm hoping I don't need to use them all when I finally suit up and hit the field today. Yeah, you'll be sweating by the second quarter if that's the case, or <laughs> maybe you're one of those traditionists that, you know, you're traditionalist. You have to keep it the way it was in the last game. Keep going the same way. Same underwear, same socks, same shoes. Not you know that the deal. superstitious, but sometimes. <laughs> Just a little stitious. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Josh Klingler of Fesco in the Morning and the Chiefs Radio Network sideline reporter Kling. Uh, enjoy the game, man. Your first visit to Buffalo. Soak it all in and, uh, you know, tell the get kids about the time. Yep, Get a win. Yeah. <laughs> get a dub. That's right. Thanks, Take Dusty. care. You bet. Josh Klingler of Fesco in the Morning. Um, he kind of gives me like a more relaxing vibe on how this game will be like played out. You know, he he kind of gives you the not over the top, but he you know everybody still has the Kansas City Chiefs winning so far. We still have uh, Rob Brenton who will join the show. Um, <coughs> sorry, wow, getting choked up over here. Uh, we'll have Rob Brenton who'll join us at eleven thirty, and then. Uh, We'll get into uh, other predictions. But coming up on the other side, I'm going to get you a little bit more juiced up for this game because I need you there, Kansas City. We need to get there. We had boring games yesterday other than that last game of the night. It was pretty decent. First game, eh. Playoffs so far, meh. This game, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. This is why you get excited because for so many years, you never snipped the playoffs. For so many years, you got into the first game of the playoffs, lost, and your season was over. Now, you are that team. 
that consistently sets the bar higher and higher and higher. We get back on the other side. We go back into what we led this show, which is get juice, Kansas City. It's 11 o'clock. The clock is ticking. We're getting closer and closer to 530 when this game kicks off of Buffalo and Kansas City. Dusty, this is G-Baby from the 913, and I'm on the road passing through God's country, and you got me and your boy ready to go. Let's go. This is Kling on my burner, Chiefs by 24. Just went back and listened to your first 10 minutes. I'm, I, It got me there. Let's go, Nate and NC. You know what I mean? We'll get you there again. This is After Hours. That's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens, and this is 610 Sports Radio. Turn it up. Turn it up. Under Josh Allen. Sean McDermott. Tell him, David Bowie. Bring it in, Freddie. Bring it in, Freddie. That's right. That's right. Sunday morning. Divisional game pregame on 610 Sports Radio. I am absolutely juiced. Check that. Fired up. If I went out in the snow right now, you'd see an entire layer of grass where it melts because I'm hot. I got sweat going down the back of my back right now. I'm not even kidding, dude. It's wet. But I'm okay with it. This is a warm hoodie. You're, just, uh, you're keeping it warm for... Uh... Someone who's going to sit in the seat next. Jay Binkley. Yeah, Jay Binkley. <clears throat> yep, I think this is where he sits. In fact, there's uh, there's still chew on the microphone from Jay Binkley, so I know it's here. Hell, I'll lick it. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why people still want to call you the dirty werewolf. I'm not. I know, but, you know. Stop it. You lock it up. Lock it up like a hypothetical bank robber? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hypothetical. Alleged. 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 It is a very beautiful morning. Uh, snow-covered ground. I'm actually, you know what? I'm ready for the snow to just melt and go away. I'm, I'm done with it. Somebody said from the 913, it's 10 a.m. and the wheats are flowing. Praise be. Yeah, we'll get some we'll get some lattes today. Miller Lights as well. We'll do it all. We got Monday off, so we're good. We can get a little carried away. Hoping for a Chiefs victory so we can continue the drive of playoff cup. Here on 610 Sports Radio. Quentin with you. Dusty Likens with you as well. Here on After Hours. Get ready, people. This is what it's all about. This is what you've waited your whole season for. Right? There's two things that I want to see develop in this game. One, I want to see Patrick Mahomes really become the villain. Right? I want him sports hated. Right, And we know that he's okay with it. We know that he's okay with it because we've heard him say it, that he's okay with it. Right? He likes to be the villain. I like to be the villain a little bit. Yeah! <laughs> but, yeah. Me too! No, yeah, it's uh, obviously it's cool Arrowhead to be the hero um, and win the games and, and be able to host the AFC Championship trophy. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just as fun, no offense to any of my division opponents, to go to their places and win those games. And so uh, it's uh, – it's definitely, uh, it's, it both are great, but yeah. uh, even though I, I have the smile, I like being the villain sometimes. That's okay. That's okay. The other thing that I want to see, which you can allude to the bump music that came in, is the pressure for Josh Allen, right? Mahomes can go the rest of his career and really not have any pressure, at least in my opinion, 
from where we're at. And the reason that I say that is because Mahomes has done what so many will take their entire career to do, and that's win one, one Super Bowl. And Patrick Mahomes has won two. He's won two MVPs. He's won two Super Bowl MVPs. And Patrick Mahomes said, I'm done. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer today. No question. Josh Allen, on the other hand, none of that, none of that is on his resume. No MVPs, no Super Bowl wins, no Super Bowl MVPs. A lot of pressure on Josh Allen. And one thing that we've seen in the past is when the pressure, what do you know about pressure? For those of you that like Ace Ventura references. Yeah. Josh Allen can sometimes buckle under that pressure, right? AFC championship game, first playoff matchup. We saw Josh Allen completely go into coward mode, right? He threw the football in the defensive player's face, caused a fight. Then Sean McDermott, like a coward himself, walked off the field, was defending his team and their antics. And then all of a sudden, you know, that's it. That's whatever. We stand by it. Goodbye. And we know that Sean McDermott has had some pretty questionable things in his career. You know? We 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 heard the 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 what was it, the pregame speech or the 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 rah-rah speech where he compared. Anyways, we're not gonna get into that, even though we just did, which is kind of whatever. But the thing that I'm I'm interested in the most is finally Buffalo gets their wish and they always tell you be careful what you wish for right be careful what you wish for when you're that six-year-old kid blowing out your birthday cake candles you're like i wish for whatever what'd you wish for can't tell anybody because if it don't if you do it doesn't come true buffalo has wished to get kansas city in their in their park buffalo has wanted this game nobody knows what patrick mahomes can do on the road in the super bowl haven't seen it 12 and 3 is Patrick Mahomes' playoff record. Patrick Mahomes against the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs, six touchdowns, zero interceptions, 700 plus yards, two victories, one in an AFC championship game, another one in a divisional round where he only had 13 seconds left to drive down the field and tie the game with Harrison Butker. No pressure with Mahomes and company, right? They've simplified the offense to make it work, they've done what they needed to do to make this a working progress. It worked against Cincinnati. It worked against Miami. Let's see it continue. And when you hear audio of one Patrick Mahomes being like, you know, sometimes I kind of like being the villain. You don't really hear Patrick Mahomes kind of dip inside of his alter ego. But it's okay if Patrick Mahomes wants to lean into the anti-hero sort of vibe. It's okay to be that dude, Patrick. And I know that you're in Buffalo and you're gearing up for a game. Keep that energy. Remember what people were saying this year, that you're the third most feared quarterback in the playoffs on Dan Orlovsky's list. That people were taking Josh Allen now over Patrick Mahomes, who threw the ball 41 times in frigid weather, right? And I go back and forth and I hear people what they have said and nothing really, nothing really got me juiced more than when, I believe it was uh, it was Howie, Howie Long who had a conversation on Nick Wright's show about how Mahomes is 
you know, kind of like a famous basketball player. Your son, Kyle, was on Kevin Clark's podcast a couple days ago, and he said his year with the Chiefs, he would leave practice. He said there were at least 30 times he felt like he was at Area 51, seeing things he wasn't supposed to see and would call you to talk about what he was seeing at practice. A, is that story true? And B, what are some of the things he would tell you about, play, you know, practicing and playing with Patrick? No, no question. We, we, you know, I listen, the boys call all the time. We're, we're blessed to have kids that kind of want to call, thankfully. <laughs> we have grandkids, so I'm kind of invested in that. Um, Kyle was blown away by Patrick and felt like Patrick was the closest thing in the NFL to Michael Jordan yeah. in terms of, you know, his competitive nature, his physical abilities, his, his, died to try to win um and and i think it was probably a, a week like much like this past weekend where the wind's blowing and it's you know 10 degrees i forget which game it was the year that kyle was there and, and he was sitting out on the bench before the pregame started and he's sitting there with one of the coaches and and the wind's blowing 25 30 miles an hour and he turned to the coach and said we, we're going to probably run the ball a lot more today right and the coach said see that guy he throws through the wind. And that's right. There is no sort of what will Patrick Mahomes do in a playoff game? There is no expectations of maybe expectations is a loose term, but there's no like worry out there of what Mahomes are we going to get? Mahomes is, has established himself in this role. There is though question of what Josh Allen are we going to get? How many times is Mahomes thrown for just 94 yards in a game? Never. It's quick to, to do that research. Josh Allen did it this year and said, oh, I felt like the guy in the project that didn't do anything but still got the A. Josh Allen has immense amount of pressure on this game. And there's one thing that you love to see, no pressure really on your side. We know what the defense is in Kansas City. It's elite. It's a top-tier defense, probably the best in the game. You could probably argue that Baltimore's is as good, if not the same level. Buffalo, a lot of injuries, a lot of guys out. Josh Allen, can he get it done? He finally gets the game in his yard. He finally gets Mahomes to come to his house. Again, I tell you this, Buffalo fans, be careful what you wish for. Because I said this before. When Jamar Chase was doing all his bull junk of talking to take a line from Deion Sanders. Buffalo needs to be careful what they wish for because you might just get. You might just get that Patrick Mahomes today, because if there's one thing we do, if there's one thing we do on this show, we lean into the antihero of of Patrick Mahomes, the counting on the fingers in Chicago the Baltimore Ravens game, the shrug. And then you hear Howie Long say that his son compared Patrick Mahomes to the gutness of Michael Jordan, to the, to the, the heroic attitude and the, 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 the attributes that Michael Jordan had. Oh, it's windy. It's cold. That guy over there, he throws it in the wind. It doesn't matter if it's snowing. He spins it in anything. When you were a little kid and you played traveling baseball tournaments and you would go to a small town, you don't know who you're playing, and they'd have their hose of a pitcher on the side of the field warming up, and you're out there taking your practice swings and you hear that glove pop and you're like, oh, so that kid can bring it. When those fans in the playoffs see Patrick Mahomes come out there and start slinging it, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how high power this game is, all the juices that are flowing in this game, they're going to go, oh, man, there he is. Fans will do that. Players will do that. I promise you. So, Buffalo, I tell you this. Put this on the franchise if they win this game. 
Be careful what you wish for. You heard it first on After Hours. Coming up on the other side, Rob Britton. Does he pick Buffalo? Does Rob Britton take Buffalo this year? He's done it in the past. He can completely redeem himself. We'll talk to Rob Britton, the producer slash co-host of The Drive on the other side. For Quentin, I'm Dusty. This is After Hours, and you're listening to 610 Sports Radio. When my depression works the graveyard shift all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room I know that Rob's probably on the line right now singing this song word for word because he's a closet Swifty, which is fine. So am I. I admit it. At least I do that. Rob's also a closet Buffalo Bills fan, and then this comes in from the text line, which are his favorite people. My prediction for Rob's segment, he picks the Bills, states pineapple on pizza is good, and that he rooted for Scar in The Lion King. Now joined by that famous person, Rob Brenton, TV owned. Rob Brenton, how are you this morning? I'm good. I didn't know the text line was going to be salty <laughs> at me on a Sunday. I get it Monday through Friday, but Sunday? Come on, text line, I haven't done anything yet. I know, man. It's the it's the Lord's Day. We have a clean show on Sundays. That's our thing here on After Hours. Rob, um, man, uh, your Jayhawks, they, uh, they fumble another one yesterday. Tough place. West Virginia is always tough, but either way, um, Today you get revenge, right? You get Buffalo, Kansas City. You get all the juices flowing. The lattes are in the fridge. I'm sure you'll be toasting one of those uh, few back. Uh, Are you there yet for this game? You kind of always seem to have a calm demeanor about big sports games. But, man, I've been been juiced since 9 a.m. Where are you at right now at 1133 on this Sunday afternoon? I mean, I'm fired up for the game. I think this is going to be the best playoff game we got this weekend. And that includes the fact we got a great game last night between the Niners and the Packers. So, if this game lives up to the billing, just as a football fan, it's going to be sensational. I'm, I'm actually very excited to see Mahomes on the road. It's an unpopular opinion, but I want to see what he does. We've never seen this before. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see if Bill's Mafia can live up to the hype that people have given them. It's one of the best fan bases in the NFL, and that they can be a 12th man on offense and defense. I'm, I'm very excited for this one. I'm calm now because it's 11:30, but come. You know, come halftime with that Lions game, I'll start chewing on some fingernails and getting some nervous energy as we see, like, inactives and things happen. No doubt about it. How do you see this game being played today between Mahomes and Allen, or is it going to be a different talking point by the end of it? Uh, so I think these, this game is going to come down to defense. So I guess in a way it's going to come down to Allen or Mahomes who can make more plays against their team's defense. But this game has a lot of the same feel, energy, that type of thing we saw in the first matchup. And that game was, what, 20-17 to 17 at mm. the end? It was very close, but it wasn't like, you know, the 13-second game that ended 42-36 to 36 or anything like that. This is going to be a game where can your quarterback make enough plays? I know the Bills' defense is – hamstrung by health and isn't as talented as the Chiefs defense but the Chiefs offense is also probably the worst of the Mahomes era so can which quarterback can make enough plays against a defense to win the game I think it's gonna be a low scoring affair so just got to make one or two great plays and the two quarterbacks on the field are two of the top five in the NFL so there should be some magic moments that pop up Are you okay, or do you want to see more of Mahomes lean into this villain thing? Because we played the audio. You guys have played the audio on the drive. Likes to be the villain. Is it more of, yeah, that's fun to say on an interview on a a national platform, or is it like, okay, like we've seen a little bit of it, but we want to see a little bit more. Are you you on that side of the fence where you kind of want to see the the BMF kind of guy that is Patrick Mahomes if he wants to be that guy? I want to see him do it in the playoffs before I have an answer to leaning in. I know that's kind of a cop-out, but, mm-hmm. like, remember when LeBron went to Miami and he said, I love being the villain. I, I love it. I relish it. It's the best. He had that commercial where he was, like, making fun of Charles Barkley for making fun of him. 
LeBron didn't win a title that year. LeBron was not the regular LeBron. He had to get back to cheery, happy-go-lucky LeBron to get back to kind of his mojo. So Mahomes says he likes being the villain. I want to see him be the villain. But if the results today end with, hey, he's not a very good villain, like he's a B-level kind of villain, then let's get back to him being the hero next year and playing these games at Arrowhead. So it's a cop-out answer. I 100% get that. But I want to see the results before I lean into, oh, he's a great villain type of energy. Let's take a segment from the drive. Chiefs win if, Chiefs lose if. Chiefs win if they win the turnover margin. It's really that simple. Bills are a very turnover-prone team. Josh Allen leads the NFL in turnovers to include fumbles. He just he gives the ball to the other team quite a bit. The Chiefs defense, weirdly enough, considering how good they are, does not take the ball away. If the Chiefs take, away the, take those opportunities to take away the football, they're in a good spot. Meanwhile, their offense has had a propensity to turn it over a lot this season. I believe the Dolphins game was the first game in their last three where they didn't have a turnover. you got to do that again. If you're plus one or better in turnovers, I think you win. Chiefs lose if they lose the turnover battle. I know that's a lame answer, but Josh Allen's going to throw a few YOLO balls up. Make a play, take the pick. He's going to put one on the deck, jump on it, beat their guys to it, and Mahomes has to play clean football. If that means more Pacheco, if that means more screen game, I don't know. But if you play a clean game and the turnover margin is in your favor or even, I think you're going to win. If you lose a turnover margin, it is something we see in every loss the Chiefs has had this season. Drops, turnovers, penalties. Rapid fire, another stolen segment from the drive. That's what I'm doing here because I got you on the show. Swipe right or swipe left. Kelsey, anytime touchdown. Left. I don't know. Seven weeks, Rob. Seven weeks. Here's the thing. You, you know it, I know it, everyone knows it. The Chiefs offense runs through two pe- three people, Pacheco, Kelsey, Rice. If I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm not letting those three guys dominate. So if you're Sean McDermott and you're in the meeting rooms, who's the one guy you have to take away of those three? Who's the biggest challenge? It's got to be Travis Kelsey. I think he has an okay day, but I don't like him to get in the end zone this, today. Swipe left, swipe right, over one or over .5 interceptions for Josh Allen. I'm going to take the over on that. So okay. swipe right on the over. He's going to throw one up. The Chiefs took one away from Tua last week. They have a good secondary. They have good players. They're healthier team. I'm going to swipe right on over 0.5. Dalton Kincaid, who I think is Buffalo's X factor, over under 38 and a half. Swipe right, swipe left. I'm going to take the over on that only because I think the Bills game plan to get really nerdcore, deep cut football mm-hmm. X and O's guy on you is going to be Use Kincaid and attack the Chiefs linebackers. Drew Tranquil is a good cover linebacker, but he's not a three-down linebacker. Nick Bolton is in there a lot. If I'm the Bills, I'm circling Nick Bolton, and I'm saying, good luck covering Dalton Kincaid. And if that's their game plan, I don't know that Bolton can keep up with Kincaid, so over. Kelsey over five-and-a-half receptions or under? Over. I do think it's a three-headed monster. I don't know if it's a ton of yards, but if you get a lot of targets, a lot of opportunities, Speaking of linebacking course, the Bills is beaten up. They just have a guy starting today who was retired basically last week in A.J. Klein. Mm-hmm. So I like the over on his catches. Last one, Harrison Butker, over under one and a half field goals made. Over. The Chiefs red zone issues remain. I think they can win this game even without punching in three or four touchdowns. But you and I both know the red zone issues are the red zone issues. They exist in week two against the Jags. They exist in week 20. So I'll take the over on field goals. The money question, score prediction. I like the Chiefs to win. I think straight wow, up. Wow, finally. Bills, I, I think straight up the Bills are the better team, but here's the deal. It's not a straight up game. Mm-hmm. The Bills are on the rest disadvantage and are the less healthy team. 
those things matter in the postseason. Those things really come out in droves to show how the team is. So I like the Chiefs in a nail-biter, 24-21, that type of game. I don't think the Chiefs offense is good enough to get to 28. I don't know the Bills are good enough to get to 24. So 24-21, Chiefs. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. Thanks for the time, Rob, and uh, enjoy that game with uh, your better half. Thank you, buddy. You got it. Rob Brinton of The Drive. You can hear him tomorrow, 2-6. to six. He said YOLO balls. Ha ha, I'm dead. Bills have no defense. How the Bills have no linebackers? How will they stop Travis Kelsey? It's over for the Bills. Well, there you go. Somebody says Rob probably also thought Phil Pressey was fouled by Thomas Robinson. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, I will say, Rob and I always give people a bunch of crap about being homers and bias. That is a homer KU fan. But for every reason that's possible, right? He graduated from there. He paid a lot of money to go there. You do exactly what you want to do. I'm a UCM homer. I love the mules. That's what Mitch Holtis calls me, the mule. Because I went to UCM. That's the only reason. Bearcat show. all the way. What's that? Bearcats. Yeah, get lost. You, guys, you didn't win a national championship in basketball. Actually, you did, like lots of them. But they, yeah. They won the, the, the mules. I know. I was there when they dropped the banner. So was I when the mules won a national championship in basketball. And Kim Anderson was coached. And he got hired by Missouri Tigers. And then he got fired by the Missouri Tigers. But he made a lot of money doing it because he was a fill-in guy because Frank Hayes screwed that franchise over. Organization, not franchise. Whatever. Coming up on the other side, Jay Binkley. We'll see if Chris Nocero wants to come in here as well. They have extended pregame coverage. It goes from 12 until 2. We will be off the air, and we'll be heading back to the crib to get a little excited, a little bit excited about this game because this game is simply too good. If you get that reference, I love you even more, Kansas City. That's Quentin. I'm Dusty Likens. This is After Hours of 610 Sports Radio. Some concerning characters in this room right now. You see what I did there? Right? Yeah. The the two uh, masterminds behind the Character Concerns podcast join us here in our final segment before their extended pregame coverage starts. Those guys' names are Jay Binkley and Chris Unicero. Gentlemen, how are you this afternoon or this morning? Good morning, Dustman. What you don't hope is that Chris and I go full on draft mode because that means the season's <laughs> over. Even though we haven't been doing full on draft mode for a year since February, but you don't want us to go full on, full on draft mode Ooh. after today. Yeah, we we would like to the season to continue past yeah. this right. the the game tonight. So I guess a little yeah. side job character yeah. concerns. Like, yeah, we we focus. got <laughs> we got stuff to fill time with yeah. for the next few shows, but we would like this run to continue because Chris and I could take yeah. this whole show and make it a draft show. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, a big, big wide receiver draft this up, uh, upcoming year, and the Chiefs team that probably will be heavily involved in those yeah, wide receivers. Yeah, just happens they kind of need one, right? <laughs> yeah, just weird how that works. Um, interesting today, Chiefs-Buffalo. I know you guys both dive into these matchups. Last week, we just saw the cornerbacks really be physical with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle because of their speed and their elusiveness in the, in the secondary that can become of those guys. This week, uh, no Gabe Davis, who has had tendencies to torch uh, the Kansas City secondary, but has never played a secondary like this in Kansas City. Do you see that kind of same physical aspect from Spags, or does the Wizard have a whole other scheme brought up today for the Bills? I think you're going to see much of what you've seen this this season with this defense. This defense hasn't let up. I mean, from St. Joe on, this defense has been in your face. They've been physical. I remember the offense was getting mad. Remember Travis Kelsey getting oh, yeah. in fights and stuff at oh, the training yeah. camp? He was oh, mad because yeah. the defense was sitting there and punching the ball away after the play was dead. They brought this physical attitude mm-hmm. since St. Joe, and they have not let up on They're the bullies on the block. Ask Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was thrown down. Oh, yeah. McDuffie crunched him. Sneed was in his face all the time. They bring this physical brand of football that I love. I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like, 
Anybody but Stefan Diggs has to beat us. Okay. Yes. Like no Diggs. I mean no no um, no Gabe Davis. So it's right. going to be Shakir. It's going to be what Deontay Hardy and and, and Kincaid and and Knox. Kincaid does scare me a little bit. He's Kincaid's good. really good, but He's he good. hasn't quite broken out into that elite target yet. Yeah, so yeah. right now at this point. Anybody but Diggs. That's yeah. I think that's the strategy, and I think they're going to really mob him at the line of scrimmage with Snead. He and I like Kincaid a lot. <laughs> yeah, we wanted him. We really wanted him. It's painful watching this. I think the Chiefs probably would have taken him <laughs> if he was there at 31, but it's, he it's, wasn't. Uh, it's so. painful watching it. What a tight yeah. end draft that was last year. Oh, and Laporta. Oh. Yeah, Kraft. Tucker Kraft has been really was good. Musgrave, like Tucker is, Kraft's been Musgrave's really good. the year before. Musgrave was was, la- was the last year, too. Yeah, so he, they, the, t- the Packers went double dose. Yeah, they went, t- they went two <laughs> yeah, tight they ends, and then and Tucker Craft has surpassed uh, uh, Musgrave on the, on the South depth Dakota chart Dakota State guy, man. They, yeah. <laughs> the diamonds in the rough. Yeah, I know, right? Speaking of tight ends, how good is Isaiah likely? Like, do they have a situation oh, in Baltimore? Yeah. Do they just run both those tight ends next year and just yeah. stay the hell with Heaven them? Heaven 2 in? is like, perfect, man. If you're going to run 12, 13 personnel, yeah. having two tight ends that I've been very surprised by on. Isaiah likely because when Mark Andrews went down, I'm like, that's a big that's a big miss for Baltimore. And then here comes number 80, Isaiah likely, who's just been a stud. Dude. I know the Chiefs want to agree to kind of be that, but – Everybody it's just like not. That. It's just not an Isaiah likely. I mean, it just he's not a high volume guy. He's yeah. a guy that he's good. He's, he's like Justin Watson, good for like two really good catches a game, and that's it. Yeah, Isaiah but, likely is just special. Yeah, I would like for them to go get yeah. someone that could be a high volume tight end at some point, and maybe be the the heir apparent to Travis Kelsey. Right. But I mean, at, at this point now, yeah, I mean, you'd like to be able to run more 12, 13 personnel. It's just really hard to do because. Noah Gray is like good for a couple good catches a game, and Blake Bell. I do not want them throwing the ball to. Fair enough. Who's better, Trent no. McDuffie or Legereus Sneed? Right Sneed. now, Sneed is okay. Sneed. Sneed's a guy you can shadow, and he can press at the line of scrimmage against the top receivers in the game. And he can do a little bit more, more versatile. Mc, yeah, McDuffie's more of a I'm a lock down this one side and do my thing here. But, but he's getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. <laughs> but the only the, here's the one thing about McDuffie's. I don't think he can press the way that Snead can because he's not as big as Snead is very physical, very strong, and that's the reason why he can go out there and bully some of these smaller receivers. And even the the bigger receivers, he does a very good job playing physical with them. But yeah, like McDuffie is is more so a modern corner, not going to press at the line of scrimmage quite as much, going to be more of a ball hawking type or make a play like punch the ball out type guy. Another home run by Brett Veach. Yeah. I mean, bottom yeah. line is Trent McDuffie is. I mean, these these, these first-round picks – Karloftis and McDuffie, they've worked out. Felix, we'll have to wait and see. Sure. And I love that you brought up Karloftis. Has he arrived, or is there still more of eliteness to come? I think he's just going to keep getting better and better. It started to happen last year after week like seven, eight. And he's just become a formidable guy. He's got a – Chris and I had his coach on, Jeff Brom, right after the draft. And I even brought up Max Crosby to him. And he was like, yeah, I mean, he loved the – I mean, there was a lot of comparison with Max Crosby as far as his motor. Skin color. His attitude. I'm kidding. That, that, that no. might have played a part. <laughs> <laughs> might have played a part too. But, 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 his, but his attitude, but his attitude, just, just, you're not going to slow him down. Like right. he, had, like he's all day, man. He's in your face all day. Like he doesn't take a play off. Yeah. The thing I like about Karloftis is that he is more of that power rushing type, but mm-hmm. he's incorporated a lot of speed moves into his game too, and so he's become he's becoming a lot more complete of an edge rusher this year. 
Last year, he had to put it all together, but he was going to, like, just off of pure talent, get pressure. Right. But then towards the end of the year, he started to incorporate some of those moves in, and he was getting to the quarterback. And Tomba helped him. Yeah, Tomba helped him a lot. So did Frank Clark as well. And then this year, he's really starting to put it together. So I, I still think he can improve. Like, I don't think we've seen the top end of what he can do, but... To go from six sacks to ten and a half, that's really impressive, and it's a huge leap for what he can what he can do. And I think he can get better from that. But how good has Spags been? I mean, they're number two in the NFL in sacks last year, fifty five. They're number two in the NFL this year with fifty seven. Mm-hmm. It's like the third most ever they've ever had. But this is amazing. They're number two in sacks this year and last year, and yet the narrative was the Chiefs can't get to the quarterback. Well, actually, they can. Yeah, he he doesn't get in. I don't think Spag <laughs> gets enough lie. credit for Stay what he's done lie. with this yeah. defense. He doesn't get in because you remember, like, what was it? Even even like middle of last year, people were calling for his head, and then you look at him now, and it's like yeah. now we really appreciate what Spags can do. But it's like you know what? Maybe we should have like waited until he got some 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 dogs on that defense first what before a lot of we started. Ancillary with linebackers. Oh yeah, and yeah. But and like, like now he's got some do dogs on that dogs. on that on that that's defense, right. and that's why yeah. the defense is performing well. You Don't got me know. pumped up this morning, by the way, Dustman. I did. I was punching the steering wheel, man. What, man. I was listening. Uh, so you let him know, Dustman. You let him know what day it is. I I actually I do believe that he was punching the steering wheel. Maybe it was more so traffic, but he was punching the steering wheel for sure. Quentin, this is Quentin's first time doing divisional round. This is my favorite weekend of the NFL. He was just like, what in the hell did I get myself yeah. into? Yeah. Uh, let's get into a little bit of a prediction. Chris Bink, uh, what's your uh, what's your guys' score prediction for this game today? You know what, Dustman? I've uh, kept things to a field goal because Chiefs like play a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. I do think this game is going to be extremely close. We did see one last night. Finally, between the uh, yeah, you texted me. You said these playoffs have sucked. They, they really had <laughs> until that Packers game. Those these games have yeah, sucked. Yeah, I didn't think this game would because I do think it's coming down to a field goal. Harrison Butker wins the game for the Chiefs, twenty seventeen. I think this one. I think there's going to be a little bit more offense from the Chiefs okay. than I think a lot of people expect. I don't think the Bills' defense is really like up there at that elite level. And I think like last week really encouraged me for the offense, even though they didn't score a ton of touchdowns. They only got two mm-hmm. offensively. They were able to move the ball. And this is another team that they're playing this week that does not have an elite pass rush. Like they got, they, they can generate some pressure, but a lot of times they're going to have to send an extra guy to, mm-hmm. to generate that pressure. Um, Vaughn Miller has played terrible this year. He was like healthy. He was a healthy scratch so like bad. three weeks they ago. They generated sacks though. Cause they're like six in the NFL, but they're all hurt. Yeah, but they're they got a blitz. Yeah, yeah. They're all hurt and they've had to blitz a lot yeah, to do hundred percent. They, they can't really generate pressure without blitzing. And the thing is, is now that Rashi Rice has started to come out of his shell, him getting one-on-one man coverage I don't think is a good idea for the Bills because okay. he's going to be tough to tackle. It's going to take a couple guys to to bring him down because he's so physical yeah. as a runner. Same thing with Kelsey, too. Like Kelsey's going to take a couple have receivers. They do have one. Right. right. So, so I, I think this is, I think there's a little bit more offense from the, the Chiefs. I think they score some touchdowns this week. Let's hope. I think 27-20 Chiefs. 27-20? Yeah. Okay. I love the I love the scores because it lets me know that the Harrison Butker over one and a half field goals stay that I bet. Oh, is gonna Butker hit. Butker gonna get a workout today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> His leg four. gonna be feeling. He, he gonna, had four yeah. when the football was a freaking boulder <laughs> last week. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. What was it? Drew, uh, uh, Leo Chanel was the number one kick returner for the Chiefs last yeah. week because they just couldn't kick it past forty yards. Right. That's, yeah. You know I know Butker crazy. had six field goals, which is a record a couple weeks ago. Yeah. There was no better game that he's ever had than that four field goals in one game. I know he's had some long ones, 54, yep. 51, 55. He can, I think the guy can hit over 60 uh, regularly, too. But just how cold it was and the fact he was that good. But give James Winchester some credit, too, for those snaps. It's not easy snapping One of the only, re- one of the only remaining cold. Super Bowl champions on this team. 
uh, one of the four oldest Chiefs. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it was what, it was a it was a, it was a it was good. It's good to be kick. able to trust your kicker again. Because last year, yeah. last year we was sweating every time there was a big yeah, kick well, on the line. Well, he had missed those two going had, into the the Bengals game, right? Remember? And it's and like, oh, no, so that so that kick at the end of regulation, we were yeah. sitting there like, uh, this ain't a guarantee, man. Bucker and Bucker been he been struggling a little was bit it this year. Last year, the year before, we had the yips on extra points. Was that last year? That was the last couple years. He's had it a couple years. Then Arizona last couple years, but he was never the same after that first game in Arizona. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't. And I, crappy field. and I think it played a part in it, but yeah. Suck. It's terrible. It was a terrible field. We sound like we're Philly fans now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's field is the reason why they lost. Yeah, Let's blame something. That's why they lost blame something else. Uh, you guys do extended pregame coverage coming up after this show, so uh, you got anything in store? You got what, what time What time does it end? I think does 3 o'clock. Does it end Dusty? 3 o'clock? <laughs> we didn't o'clock? get 3, Dusty. Big was pissed about it this morning. I walked in. He was like, it's 2 o'clock, Dusty. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know. I see I, we were talking about this earlier. Like, I get an email with my schedule. Yeah, I'll still look at that thing seventeen times, knowing that it's not. Me changing. too. I'm always paranoid <laughs> about yeah, me missing a shift here. Oh, so yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, it's too. amazing none of us really have though, because you think about like a, in life, like yeah. just never late to anything. Oh, like, we've actually no, but like. These six AM shows, and oh, they, yeah, none of us yeah. have been late for that stuff. No, no, no we, there's not we're, like another alternative. Except we're professionals. We're professionals. <laughs> but it's the only Fox Sports. Show we are professionals. That's why we show up on time yeah, for our show. Term loosely. You're never late when you show up to something you like to do. Exactly. That's true. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't hate. We that. actually want to be here doing our job. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate. Dress for the job you want. That's why people ask me. Like, none of us dress for the job we want. <laughs> yeah, we do actually. We well, actually, yeah, we do. We're all in hoodies and sweats, big and shorts, even though it's like ten degrees. Outside, yeah, I give him credit. Twenty two. <laughs> he 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 has man, a heat wave. He yeah. wore sweatpants in, and then he took them off when he got inside. The, I'm in game inside mode. the stage. Man, I'm in game mode. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's got, halfway through your show, he's gonna put eye black. Yeah, on. he's got sweat sitting <laughs> there in his at his, at his crashed desk. Crashed table before the game uh, He took him off when he walked in. I was I'm like, just keep you him haven't on. done that. What's that? Fire, jump through a table. I almost did today. We got in here. I was ready to go. I was ready to rock and roll, man. I could have jumped through that. Are you gonna do that at home? Fire and table. Don't no, do that. Don't, do don't that. waste your time. No, I, I, I was, let him do it. I was a dumb wrestling fan when I was a kid and thought I'd be cool to do a senton swan bomb on a on a on a. You you messed your back up. You messed your back neck. up. I was dumb, man. Yeah, you at you at your neck. I was here last year Ooh. when Gold did it. Oh, he did. Oh, Gold jumped to the table. He put the football helmet he on. Like barely did it. He did it in the most classic. Out- yeah, it wasn't. It, I wasn't impressed by it. You gotta go full. I, I, I wasn't. Full. I wasn't impressed. But he yeah, didn't I give him credit there because he jumped from this like table without hitting his head. <laughs> table. I need you to be like Devon and Bubba Ray Dudley and split that thing. <laughs> Chris Minnesota, Jay Bigley, thanks for popping in. We're out of here for after hours coming up. It's the character concerns extended pregame coverage. Thanks for listening. Go do something nice for somebody. You can change their day, week, month, or year. Kansas City, it's cool to care. Stay safe and be kind. I'm Dusty Likens. Have a great Chiefs game. Chiefs, twenty-three seventeen over the Bills. <laughs>